All right, welcome to the Mercenary Musician Podcast, everybody. This is Peter Coulter. Uh, we have got an episode on time management. <laughs> Just kidding. It's going to be great. Listen up. It's a lot of... This is one of my favorite episodes we've done so far. A lot of kind of really actionable, good stuff that you can like do right now. Uh, it's got my story about time management horror story from my early stage of this whole thing. You're going to love it. Stick around. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Mercenary Musician Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Broussard. Welcome, folks. I am Peter Coulter. Also our other host. And today, the topic of conversation is going to be time management. Don't mind me turning pages over here. I'm just frantically looking for the page I'm looking for. Come on, man. <laughs> there, there we go. Found it. I panicked for a second. No worries. Um, okay. Yes, time management. Boring. And yeah, you know, fair enough. But it's extremely important. I kind of, I like to think of time management and two two big lenses. Remember, it's kind of a theme we're going to keep going with is this uh, perspective telescope. There's the macro uh, time management thing and the micro time management thing. I think the more interesting of the two is the macro time management thing. I tend to like the zoom out big picture stuff, but uh, I'm just going to start with a little macro time management horror story for you, which you may have heard already before. I have told this on the podcast before, but here it goes again. So I've been doing this full time for about six years, and in the first couple of years, I wasn't totally sure this was possible to even do full time. So, you know, on some level I was sure because I was going for it as if I was sure, but some place in me doubted it. And I just thought, surely this is too good to be true. Surely there's no way you can actually make a full-time living just playing music in, in bars. No way. And, you know, I, I'd even done the math. I, like, I knew it was possible. Anyway, so you, if you go with that false belief playing on your software in the background, you end up just, first of all, undercharging and just saying yes to everything that fits your schedule. Um, which I still do. I've just changed the definition of what fits my schedule means. Used to be anything that I'm not currently booked for fits my schedule. And I ended up playing 13 nights in a row on a, on a, on a two week basis, right? 13 nights in a row, one night off and repeat. And that was it. It was just a two week block. And it, that, that went on for a year and a half, two years until I developed a pretty, pretty serious Coke problem in a drinking, you know? <laughs> Uh, that's not the only reason, but, uh, it definitely, happen. it definitely exacerbated things for me, you know, cause I, externally I had everything I kind of had shot for three years prior. I said, okay, I'm going to be a full-time musician. I'm going to buy my own house. I'm going to, you know, be able to make a living and save even doing this job. That's what I'm going to do. And three years later I was doing that, but I fucking hated it. Right. Because I was working way too much and I was, you know, not, not making as much money as I should be for how hard I was working. No time whatsoever to myself and, and no time to even like music anymore. Like I stopped liking music, you know, never would have even thought of picking up a new instrument like piano, which I've done in the last year and a half or so. And it's just like, it sucked because I'd get home from a gig, put my guitar down and did not even want to look at it until I absolutely had to pick it up and go back to work. It was, it was like work. It just sucked. Imagine you have set aside all this stuff to be a full-time musician you made sacrifices to get this, and then you get it and you hate it. I mean, 
not a good feeling. Yeah, it's like coming out of college with a four-year degree <laughs> in debt and finding that that's not the field of choice you want to be in. Yeah, right. Which, you know, story for another time, but I kind of did that too. <laughs> another episode. Another episode. Not nah, And anyway, might be overstating it a bit, but <laughs> okay. So what, what did I do wrong here? I, what I did wrong here was I went in with a, without a plan. My plan was just whatever fits goes in the schedule. That's not a plan. The way that this changed, I was actually in the process of changing this when the COVID lockdown happened. So it's kind of like slowly, I've been listening to, to Tim Ferriss, which I highly recommend everyone listen to Tim Ferriss. That guy's great. Check the notes. Check the notes. His podcast is excellent. The four hour work week is just a masterpiece. It's so good. I love it. If you're into self-improvement books, books which I, I recommend you try to get into self-improvement books because they're, or just material podcast because the earlier the better they're great you know they're they're great especially if, if you find the right thing at the right time it's a, really amazing what can happen with the right self-improvement material we should okay. do an episode on that we definitely should yeah. I, I absolutely love the self-improvement stuff i got got really into it during the covid lockdown actually so anyway i was in the process of realigning my schedule because i realized what was going wrong here i was like i hate this i can't do this 13 days in a row by the way lots of doubles in there too it was just whatever fit was going on my schedule. So it was, it wasn't 13 gigs in 13 days. It was probably 22, 23 gigs in 13 days. And then one day off, which was, it was every other Monday. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was every other Tuesday. I had weekly Monday gigs. It was every other Tuesday I had off. And it was just like, what do I have? Like, if I have anything to do around the house, it has to get done on that day. If I have anything, God forbid, it's like, some kind of government thing going on, like tax issue or mm-hmm. something I have to deal with. And that's, then that's my whole day off shot at like the DMV or whatever. You know what I mean? It, it was just not sustainable. I just pushed myself way too hard. It's that, that famous saying, it's a, uh, you know, I was self-employed and my boss was a dick. That's what was going on there. I was just like working myself as if I didn't need, as if I wasn't a human. I was just like, no, this, this, is my workhorse, my body and mind are just an animal that I just drive with a whip for my whole life. Just like not, it's just not cool. That's not, not the point. Anyway, so what I did differently was I, like I said, I was in the process of kind of slowly realigning this when the COVID lockdown happened, which on some level actually helped me fix this because it just blanked everything out back to zero, right? Starting totally from scratch, zero days out of seven are booked. Yeah. I don't have anything on the schedule for, you know, it was like six months or something. We were, we were on lockdown, I think around here or, and it was long, a little longer than that, that I was out of work, which I was okay. Don't worry about me, everybody. I hear you starting to, starting to worry about me. I'm a great saver and I highly recommend you develop that skill too. If you're going to try to do this very, very important. Again, we'll do a whole other episode on your finances. One of my favorite topics about this stuff, actually, I'm kind of a bit of a finance nerd. Connoisseur. A connoisseur. Sure. Thank you. Okay. So. Everything got totally canceled out to zero. And I'm like, I, I kind of tried to take this as an opportunity to set up my schedule the way I want. So I kind of approached this macro time management thing with the idea of Mondays and Tuesdays have always sucked. Why would I work on Mondays and Tuesdays? I'm having at least two days off. And I kind of sat there thinking, I'm like, you know, and I did the math. I said, if I play less, charge a little more. And again, if I'm playing on more high demand days, like Thursday through Sunday, rather than Monday and Tuesday, it makes sense for my rates to be higher. So I raised my rates a little bit. I played less. And I, I ended up thinking, I don't think I even need Wednesday either. No, I'm going to do Thursday through Sunday. And even if I have one gig 
each of those days and they pay my what is now essentially below my floor rate they each pay 200 bucks even if they don't merit any tips which is unheard of i haven't had a by the way i haven't had a skunk tip day a zero dollar tip day in years can't even remember last time it's three or four years so i mean you like always make tips so let's say you don't though that's 200 dollars four days a week 800 bucks a week that my living expenses can handle that kind of income including saving so that's another that'll go in the finance episode but living well within your means and uh keeping your costs from getting unnecessarily high i'm not saying don't treat yourself to lunch or take your partner out on dates or whatever you should enjoy your life too that's very important especially now you got three-day weekends but you need to we'll do this in the finance episode but you're going to need to do a little bit of just the basic math and make sure what you what you're doing is going to work so when you said that you started fresh and you were planning out your schedule. Yes. Based on what we've talked about in the past, it leads me to believe that you started with like your Friday or your Saturday and built out from there. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so really at the time when things kind of started opening up again, I uh, I, I guess it was just like, yeah, like a Friday and a Saturday night here and there. Yeah, so it was, it was like starting fresh again. And just my connections who knew me reached out when they started doing music again. They're like, hey, we're opening the bar back up to like outdoor seating at first or whatever it was. Uh, we're trying to have a musician out on the patio. How about Saturday night? Yep, Saturday night's open. Oh, yep, Saturday night's open, obviously. Here's my rate. And I was I was very not shy about, like I said, I'm a good saver, so I had I didn't need these gigs necessarily, you know, to live, which is obviously just having, being able to enter any kind of negotiation in that kind of position of power is just crucial. You don't want to come off as desperate ever. And you should never be desperate. You don't want to feel desperate, right. let, let alone come off as desperate. You don't want to feel that way. So save your money. And uh, be in a position where you don't need somebody's shitty gig if they offer you something stupid. Anyway, so, you know, I gave my rate. Yeah, I says, okay. Yeah, so I booked Saturday night. And it was kind of just started that way, coming back. I booked my Saturday night, so I kind of looked at my calendar. And every time I booked something really regular, I'd look at my calendar and think, what do I want to plug in here that would make this look the way I want it to look? I looked at my weekly schedule. That's another important thing. Look at your schedule in terms of your weeks. That's the unit that I use um, in my mind. So you have a calendar. I have a I have a calendar. I use uh the Apple calendar. I guess we all do, right? Yes. <laughs> I use the Apple calendar. My uh my girlfriend Jesse wants me to use the Google calendar, but I just can't get into it. I like the Apple calendar. And it's you know, it works, so I don't I don't feel like changing it. That's kinda more on the micro side of things. I don't want to get too far away from my macro story here though. Yeah. You book a Saturday and then I just kinda looked at what I wanted to fill up. I said, Yeah, I'd still like to fill up Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. And put a daytime gig on Saturday would be excellent. If I could put a Put a double on Saturday, that'd be amazing. You know, so I'm just kind of like have that, those ideas of what am I looking for, just kind of marinating in my mind, sort of all the time in the background. I'm looking for Thursday through Sunday gigs. You have a plan. I have a plan, exactly. And that's what it starts with. That's exactly, that's exactly what I was doing. I had a plan. And when you have a plan, you also, and you're following the plan, confidence comes from that. So in regards to charging more, once you have a plan it's less of an issue to ask for things because yeah. you know this is what you want and this is what you're working towards. Yeah, and the person you're asking that comes through to them, the person that you're asking or that you're just telling your rate to, it's like, yeah, I, I'm free Friday evening for that gig. You want six to nine, that's fine. That'll be 250 bucks. Yep. And they're like, okay. Or they're like, can you do 200? And you say, um, you know, I'm not booked, but I could do, I'm not booked so I can, I can squeeze this in here. But uh, let's do 225. Let's meet in the middle. You know? Yes. So it kind of started slowly just building out from there. People wanted more, 
you know, the demand for music in Florida came back really, really quickly. We had a really weird year, 2021. Uh, season, like tourist season goes generally through Easter, which is the end of April, if I'm You're right. remembering correctly. Yep. And uh, usually May, it starts slowing down. And then June, July, August, September, it slows way down. In September, it's like nobody's here. And then October, it starts picking back up again. Has not been the case. Has not been the case this year. May was my record-breaking month. Was my best month ever. I made over ten grand in May. By the way, working my four-day work weeks, Thursday through Sunday, that's twenty-five hundred dollars a week. I was making working four days. Let's do some quick math. Uh, twenty-five to twelve fifty. Was that six twenty-five a day? I'm averaging playing music in bars, my friends. Come on. Anyway, I'm not promising those results, but that's that's after six years of doing this. It was not like that for the first three four years, but. And that's a record-breaking month also. Let's not act like that's a normal thing. But I've been, last last several months, I've been averaging eight, 8,000 bucks a month, working four-day weeks. In off-season, in September, I made eight grand. Yeah. It was supposed to be the deadest month of the year down here. And I had, you know, one of my better months. Uh, and it's looking like it's, this is turning into a move to Florida ad, but... Uh, As it's, you're moving out. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's looking like... I'm going to be regularly making 10 grand a month starting like when season really starts hitting. It looks like that 10 grand record breaking May of this year is going to be the new normal for me. And are you still considering dropping down to three days? I am. See, because then if I drop down to three days, I mean, let's be generous with what that Thursday is making me and say it's two grand mm-hmm. a month. I'm, st- I'm making eight grand in three day work weeks. Yeah. That's just what I want. Hope that listening. sounds really awesome to me. You know, because two of those are doubles. Now, Saturday and Sunday... They're doubles. And this is a, back to my macro time management thing. Thursday is a, is a single gig. Friday is a single gig. Thursday, Friday nights, gigs. And then Saturday and Sunday are both doubles. Brunch, brunch, dinner, dinner, right? Brunch, dinner, brunch, dinner. I mean, so those days really are the meat of the whole thing. If I just if I cut out that Thursday, I'm still doing two, four, five gigs in three days, right? And I'm still making most of my money. And I've got a whole extra day of either beach day or... More podcast stuff, more mercenary musician stuff, more yep. so, more solo original stuff, which is really my main focus in the end is to get my solo original project off the ground and rolling. So, yes, time management is sounds boring, but this is how you can make ten grand in a month is by setting this up right. Well, and the payoff is you get time, and, and the payoff is you get time off to do to to build more to practice like. to practice your instrument. I now now that I have three days off every week, it doesn't does not feel like a burden to practice guitar to me. It doesn't feel like a burden to do vocal exercise and warm up and lessons for me. It doesn't feel like a, I come to these gigs showing up relaxed, which is part of your job. It might, you know, you're not like shut off in a room somewhere where people aren't going to see you doing this job. You're in front of a crowd of people who are trying to have a good time. So showing up after a three day weekend and being able to say, Hey everybody, this is my first day back to my work week. It's Thursday night. Thanks for coming out. You know, bear with me a little bit while I knock some rust off on my weekend. Like, you just come in, like, relaxed and having fun rather than, like, hey, it's Tuesday afternoon and I'm just, uh, I'm drunk because I can't stand my life and I thought I was going to like this and I don't. And I've got four gigs tomorrow and then five gigs the next day. Yeah, that's an exaggeration, but, uh, you know, it, it, like, it got that bad. It was, like, so clear to people that I'd be not having fun. You know what I mean? And the tips show the difference. You know, like it used to be 30, 40, 50 bucks in tips was like, oh, good night. That is a dismal. That's like my worst mm-hmm. thing ever tips, tips wise these days, because people like me a lot more than they used to in large part. 
I mean, I'm a better musician. I'm a better singer. I'm playing slightly better gigs and much better gigs in some cases. But I'm nicer to them now. <laughs> I'm better to the crowd. I'm a better performer and I'm having more fun, which is part of my job is to look like I'm having fun. Exactly. The easiest way to look like you're having fun is to actually be having fun. This all came from thinking hard, zooming out, looking at my week schedule and thinking, what do I want out of this? What was working? What was not working? Oh, uh, more specifically, actually, I can't believe I forgot to mention this, but the Tim Ferriss thing, the uh, four-hour work week, mentions the 80-20 rule, also known as the Pareto principle, P-A-R-E-T-O, which was this, uh, I think, an Italian statistician. I want to say a statistician. Take some of this with a grain of salt. I don't remember all the details of the story, but this guy is working in his garden, and he sees that 80% of the peas in his pea pod plants are coming from the 20% most productive plants, and... 20% 20% of the pea pods, the actual produce, are coming from the 80% weakest plants. And he started looking. He's like, oh, that's weird. And he kind of look at, started looking at other stuff and looking for this pattern in other places. And he found it in a lot of places where the 20% most productive part of a group is producing 80% of the stuff and vice, and vice versa. And sometimes, you know, one, in one instance, it was like land ownership. It was like the 20% wealthiest people in Italy own 80% of the land and the 80% poorest own the other 20% of land, which is, you know, sounds kind of fucked up to me, but it's just something you noticed in nature, right? And you can find, I kind of looked at my weekly schedule this way. I'm like, what is working the best here? Mondays are in that 80% producing 20% of the gains. Tuesdays are in that lower 80% producing 20% of the gains. The 80% of the gains are Friday and Saturday and Sunday, you know? 80% of my gains are coming from my, it's not quite 20, but... You know, whatever, 70% of my gains are coming from 30% of my work week there. So I kind of just thought about that and I said, well, fuck Monday and Tuesday then. And honestly, fuck Wednesday too. (laughs) You know, bye. Let's just focus on doing this and I'm going to try to stack doubles on some of these days. And it ended up happening that way. You know, I was, I mean, I was looking for it. I was planning for it and it worked out. You know, it's, it's not, I don't want to say some of this stuff fell in my lap. The brunch gigs seem to have kind of fallen in my lap. They were perfectly placed. I had my Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday booked. I was making my, you know, thousand bucks a week plus tips that I was kind of aiming for. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Look, I figured it out. I, you know, it'd be great is something to fill up Saturday and Sunday daytime. Then I'd be really cooking. And it was like, ring, ring. It was like that minute. <laughs> Somebody was like, Hey man, I saw you playing at the mall and uh, we're at this restaurant right next to the spot at the mall that you play this outdoor mall. We love you. We just thought you were perfect for the vibe we're going for, for brunch. What would you, what would you do for brunch Saturday and Sunday, 11 to three? I'm like, Let's do it. Yeah, so that worked out really well. And when that started, that was early 2021. When that started, my my week started looking real nice. My my income was just like sick. I Part of me thinks I was just being greedy keeping the Thursday even from that point. Because I'm just mm-hmm. like, man, I just picked up two gigs that fit in these three days. Why not drop the one gig on Thursday? But I think I got a little greedy. And I like the Thursday gig. It's a it's at a restaurant I really like on Sanibel and the food's great and Tips are really good usually. So anyway, neither here nor there. I'm in a good position because that bumper day, that Thursday is, you know, it could come or go. And I'm like, oh, okay. I did ask for a raise there and uh, the booking person said no, yeah. which is a, a bummer. But I, I did also have to have some interest in that day from somebody else who was willing to pay more. So it's kind of a, you know, that Thursday is on the, on either the cutting block or something's happening with it soon, but it's on the edge there. And so that's the way I think of my schedule in the macro way is it's that's on the edge there that Thursday. 
So the chunk, the chunk that is my weekly schedule, you want to consolidate this all. You don't want to be like, okay, I work Monday and then I'm off Tuesday and then I work Wednesday and then I'm off Thursday and then I work Friday and then I'm off Saturday and then I work Sunday. You do not want that, right? You want to stack your schedule up so you're done with it and you get four consecutive days off or three or two at least. I, I, this is, I, get two consecutive days off, period. Do not book. And if, if somebody wants to book you on a Tuesday, I'd say I lean you toward Monday, Tuesday, but it, it depends on your hometown or what's going on there. There might be a Monday night that's just fucking off the hook every week that you want to play. Yeah, industry but, night. Yeah, but for the most part, Monday, Tuesdays are going to suck or Tuesday, Wednesdays probably. Block those days off and just say no unless unless somebody wants to pay you an exorbitant amount of money or something really cool comes along. You know, I do have a gig. Tomorrow is Wednesday. I have a gig tomorrow and I charge the shit out of them, you know? I charge them a lot because I'm like, you're turning my three-day weekend into a two-day weekend. That's going to cost you. I didn't say it like that, obviously, but I charged them my top top rate, and they said, yeah, okay. So mm-hmm. so I'm doing it. Yeah. So there's your macro time management thing. Think of your weekly schedule. Think what you want your week to look like. Week in, week out. Put something sustainable together where you can just wash, rinse, repeat, and put that fucking money away. That's what we're doing here. Yes. Into the micro? Cool. Yes, sure, yeah, into the micro time management. This stuff is like a little more, you know, genuinely boring. <laughs> but Gotta be said. But it's so important to show the fuck up where you're booked, you know, and not double book things. Everybody does it sometimes. Don't hang your head in shame and quit if you double book something. Just try to fix it as professionally as you can. If it's your fault, if it's not your fault, then as professionally and politely as you can, stand your ground and make sure you get something out of it. I had somebody double book me recently and I just said, Hey, you know, it's no big deal. They, they booked a band and me. So I'm not going to set. And the band was like halfway done setting up by the time I got there. I was like, I'm not going to kick three guys off the stage, four guys off the stage. They all called off whatever the fuck they were doing to be here for this show. I'm not kicking a band out of here or even, you know, I'm not even going to try to insinuate that I might kick a band out of here mm-hmm. so I can do my fucking solo gig. But I'm going to make sure this is the booker's fault. It was. I had text documentation of it, by the way, which you should always try to have. You know, she was very apologetic. She was very sweet about it. She's, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, you know, I, you know, whatever happened, it happens to people. Don't judge too harshly. It happens. If it's a pattern, then obviously that's something else. But, you know, it happens occasionally. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's a Friday night. I just need to get half pay for this. And I'll just, we'll call it no big deal. And they're like, yes, thank you. And they, they weren't, they didn't think that was weird. They're just like, oh, thank you for being so understanding. You know, it was, they thought that was a nice thing. And I, you know, it was just a nice professional, normal way to do it. You got to get paid for your Friday night. I didn't book something else. And it wasn't your fault. It wasn't my fault. Right. So, and they were, they're totally happy to pay me half. And I had a coffee and I went home. That, that, that gig got rained out anyway. The, the band, <laughs> it was an outdoor gig. The gig got rained out like an hour later. So anyway, where, where we were talking about micro time management. So yes. Little tips here. You want it, You need a calendar. When I started doing this, I had a hard copy calendar, which I really loved, and I kind of took weird pride in being like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a pencil and paper guy. Carried it with them everywhere. Yeah, I did. And I was super proud of it because, especially as it started to fill up, I was like, oh, my God, look. And I'd write the little number I was making per week, and then 750 on the, you know, yep. at the end of the week. Oh, look, this is a record-breaking week. I made 1100 bucks this week. You know, and I was, like, super proud of it. And I was drinking quite a bit at that time, and I lost it. And I don't think I, I think I missed like two gigs that just like didn't happen because I, you know, I just got texts from somebody like the day of that were like, dude, what the fuck? Where are you? Yeah. And it's because I didn't remember them and they were in my calendar. Yeah. So you need, that taught me a lesson. You need a, 
it was another yet another lesson in the in the whole ongoing lesson of you need to quit drinking or at least slow it way down. Right. But it was the the direct lesson was keep a backup. And it doesn't make sense really to keep a backup hard copy calendar. I have a desk calendar now, which is my hard copy calendar, which doesn't leave the house, so I can't lose it. Those are sweet. Too. Yeah, that's it's really great. I do the same thing where I write down the weekly income at the end of the week every mm-hmm. week. And I column them up vertically so I can see what I made on Thursdays. I can see what I made on Fridays. I can see what I made on Saturdays and Sundays. So I can start seeing like, man, Thursdays, I'm only making a thousand bucks. I'm making 7,000 bucks in these other three days. Thursdays are gone. You know what I mean? Anyway, so there's there's your hard copy calendar. That's what I would call my backup calendar, really. But I've got my Apple calendar, which I highly recommend. I almost insist that you use either an Apple calendar or a Google calendar. And the way that you manage this, and I'm still, I'm not quite perfect yet, all right, everybody, but as my my girlfriend will be happy to tell you, sometimes I fuck things up on my calendar, but I look at, when I book something, first of all, I immediately put it in my calendar. Immediately. I say, thanks, this is going in the calendar right now, and I put it in the calendar right then. Do you color coordinate? I do. I have a, a blue is for my solo gigs. Red is just for I'm unavailable for personal stuff. I have like a health and fitness one for like, you know, therapy appointments and stuff like that. And that's about, oh, I've got band gigs too, which are few and far between lately, but that's about it. You don't need to go too crazy with color coding, I don't think. Just the stuff that you're really obligated, like the hard parts of your schedule that like you must show up on this time for. It's mostly solo gigs. Almost everything in my calendar is blue. Yeah, so I, the way to, so first of all, Put things in your calendar immediately, immediately. The hard copy calendar, like the desk calendar, I just do that all at once as I flip the month usually. When I tear the September off, I go through October and put it all in because October should be all booked by the time you get to October. So yeah, that's another just quick time management thing. You should be booking in advance, obviously. And while we're on the subject of that, when you're doing a phone call and you're trying to get booked and you're actually settling on a night, verbally communicate with the booker that, okay, hold on, I'm putting this in my calendar now. And that lets them know that you're responsible and they can count on you being there. And at the end of the day, if for any reason you don't show up, they can go back and say, hey, look, you told me. You have a text message here that says you put it in your calendar. Yes, get everything in writing. Yes, text messages are really great. I've used them. Oh, even if I have a conversation on the phone with somebody where we have business happen, I will say, Let's text about this real quick just so we both have a record of what yeah. what we're doing here. Yeah. And they don't mind. Nobody minds that. That's just a good thing to have. And if something goes wrong and sometimes people will get pissy, usually not. But uh, at least then you've got like, look, you, know, you said this. Yeah. I'm here on this date that we that I have a screenshot of now. Well, just think you know. about it. When you transfer phone numbers with someone, one of the first things you do is you either send them a text or you call them to confirm that they received it. Yep. Right. Usually while you're still with that person. The same thing should be applied to when you're booking gigs, mm-hmm. right? You booking bigs. You, you want to confirm with the other party that not only do you understand the information that's been presented to you, but you're also on the same page with them. It's booked and they can expect for you to arrive on time at that date, ready to play. Yeah, you could even, I mean, in a text message, it gives you another opportunity to kind of go slightly above and beyond professionally and just say like, all right, cool. I'm just, you know, confirming that I have you in my schedule from 6:30 to 8:30 or 6:30 to 9:30 on September 12th, Friday. I'll be there roughly 5:45 to set up. Do it a day or two beforehand. Let me know if you need anything else from me. You need a W9 or what? You don't. You don't have to mention. <laughs> you don't have to purposely try to get yourself more work to do. But, you know, let me know if you need anything else from me. And if they need a W9 or something, they will let you know. Okay. So that was now once. 
once you have your schedule, you're going to want that across all of your social media outlets. Is there anything aside from social media outlets where you want to have that schedule? Uh, okay, I'll be totally honest here. This is my weakest, my weakest part of my game right now. Really? Yeah, I've been not great about posting on social media. And part of it is because a lot of my gigs now are kind of country clubs. A lot of my gigs have like built-in audiences where they're just, the bar is just like, I've got a packed place. I just need good, solid musicians for it. So it'd be your brunch gigs? Not so much brunch gigs. Brunch gigs could probably, basically, this is, I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses. There's There's no good excuse for slacking on this, which I, frankly, I have been. I've been slacking on it. There's no good excuse for it. I just, just been lazy, honestly. Not been, not a good excuse. Let me ask you this. With the country club, leads me to believe that's a private function. Yes. With private stuff, you don't have to put it on there. It does look good, though. If you put, you should put out your, I just feel like I'm not practicing what I preach, but I should preach it anyway, because I know what the right thing to do is. I'm just currently not doing it. <laughs> you should put out your schedule either weekly or even monthly, which is the best way to do it if you're lazy like me. Give yourself something that you're going to do, right? A monthly schedule is great. Hey, here's October. Or even I've seen people do, here's the first half of October. And they give you a dozen dates and like one kind of Canva piece, mm-hmm. right? Love Canva. Yeah, Canva's great. Or weekly. Weekly is probably a little better and it gives you another post. If you're if you're really looking for, you know, frequency of posting, which you should be if you're into social media. We're going to have, we'll have to have a whole episode about social media with Ooh, somebody yeah. who's actually good at this. <laughs> yeah, here's, Chad is waving his hand over here. Yeah. <laughs> Not because I wanted to be. Yeah. It just happened. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's important and I just hate it. But Yeah, it's Yeah. But, but it's um, beneficial. Yes. It's, and it's, it's crucial it's, in what we're doing here. It, it is, especially starting out. So the part of it is kind of where I'm at. I've got I'm established. I've got a good reputation. The calls kind of come to me. But if you're if certainly if you're new to it, you should be trying to show that off. Be like, look, your bar is gonna get this extra promo from me. Even if it doesn't actually result in anybody extra coming to their bar, it just looks good. Yeah. You know? And it gives them something to repost. It gives, you know, a lot of these bars and restaurants, pretty much all of them nowadays, have Instagram going on. If they're Facebook successful, going, yeah. yeah. And so they want content. They're always looking for content. We live um, in a world that's functioned by content. Yeah, really. So it's it's not my strong suit, I'll be honest. But as far as time management goes, yes, putting your schedule out in public is a is a really good idea. You should do it. Go on Canva and mess around with that. We'll get we'll get into yeah, more we'll into, into the Canva's weeds. Fantastic. Canva's great. Uh, we'll get more into the weeds on that in the future. We're talking about time management right now. Respond promptly. Did we already say this one? It's related to putting stuff in your calendar promptly. It's the same idea. When something comes across your desk, just fucking deal with it. You know, just do it right now, or you'll get overwhelmed. This is just a good general. You can telescope this one. Remember, this is just good general life stuff. I think when. You see a dish in the sink, just fucking wash it, you know? Yeah. When you see something on the floor, a piece of garbage, just fucking pick it up, etc. right? Yeah. Just, like, do the thing when you see it and just get it done, and then it's done. It becomes second nature, too. And, yeah, I'm, I've historically not been good at that, but I've been working on it, and it's really great. It's at, just, like, way better. And at least in Florida, I don't know about the rest of the country, but for some strange reason, in Florida, people work on island time. Yeah, I think it. I, I get the sense that it may kind of be like that everywhere, except like really competitive big cities. Sure. I just get the sense that people are just lazy and they just like don't really care that much. And if they're surviving, they're like, that's fine. My, my, my mom actually has mentioned this. Uh, my family's from Chicago. I've been down here since I was two, but my, my parents were from Chicago and they were both both lawyers for a while. My mom hated it, but 
and ended up coming down here and ended up selling radio advertising. She's about to retire, thank God, because I don't know how much longer radio is going to be around. <laughs> but I mean, she's a salesperson, right? It's a, that's a right. that's a skill that could transfer if she needed it to. And she mentioned that she's like, yeah, it's easy down here. And I was like, what do you mean by that? She's like, I just like. Really, the competition is fucking weak down here, basically. Well, that's she, she was just 100%. like, she's just like, I just kind of like show up. I beat everybody because I'm there, you know. And there's, I don't know, if, I don't know if this is specifically Florida. I think it's just good, kind of another good life thing. Let us know. Show the fuck up, and you're like beating eighty percent of the people out there. Mm-hmm. Show up, be reliable, and do this. It's like basic, easy stuff. Showing up, being reliable, responding promptly, putting stuff in your calendar right when you get it, so you don't miss gigs. Punctual. Be punctual, get set up, don't don't like panic people. If you're gonna be late, send a text or call. Yes. Say, hey, I'm gonna be a little late, but I'll start on time. It's just like that stuff, it's fucking so simple. It's so simple. And if you do it, you will beat eighty percent of the people out there. But it's like, severely overlooked. It's overlooked. People just don't do it. And I guess I guess especially in Florida. If you live in a big competitive city, you might have less of that. You might be actually you know, have to kind of get up early to catch the worm type thing in big yeah. cities, but wake up at 6 a.m. Yeah, you gotta wake. Wait, Chad and I used to play. I'm gonna tell this story real quick. <laughs> Chad and I used to play a lot of FIFA. We'll get back to it. And uh, which is a, just a great, great like bro pastime, bonding yeah. pastime. Yeah, it used to annoy the shit out of me. Both of us really when you choose a team with like a world class amazing goalkeeper mm-hmm. because it's just like you can't get the fucking ball in the goal, and it's it's through no. Control of the other player. Right? Mino it's let just, you in. It's, right. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, Mino lay, right? Yeah. He's like, Mino led you in. Yeah, good one. Anyway, this guy, what was it? It was the Italian guy. It was the, the Italian guy who like just retired. Gianluigi Buffon? Yeah, yeah, Buffon, right, yeah. And it was like, oh, you got to get a pretty dear, or was it Neuer? Manuel Neuer. No, that's Germany. Yeah, I can't remember which it was. It, it, was, well, it was either it Neuer was, or, B- or Buffon. I was playing with Chelsea, and at the time, Chelsea had Madrid's keeper now. Oh, the tall Belgian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to know. All right, fine. Anyway, it was just like, you got to wake up at like six in the morning to beat this guy. And uh, that's, told you that that long, ridiculous story to just tell you it might be more competitive in big cities. Coutois. Coutois. Thank you. Thibaut Coutois. Goalkeeper. Belgian goalkeeper. Okay. So, either way, <laughs> what we're trying to say is be punctual. Show up on time. Put stuff in your calendar immediately when you book it. Send these text messages that confirm things. Be on time, but if you're going to be late, let them know. Communicate. Communicate. Okay, here's another really good actionable tip here on micro time management. Look at your calendar. Pull your Apple calendar or your Google calendar on your phone. Look at it the night before, the night before your next day. I don't know what other kind of night before there is, but look at it in the evening before you're about to go about your day the next day and see what you're doing tomorrow. And just be ready for it. That way you're not like doing something at noon and you're making a grilled cheese and you're like, oh, fuck, I have a gig at 1.30 p.m. I got an afternoon gig I forgot about, you know? Yeah, the worst thing you can do is I've start done that your before. day off flustered. Oh, it's, ter- it's terrible. I've done that before where I thought I had like the whole afternoon to myself and then an evening gig coming up and my phone goes, bing, bing, oh, notification, you have a gig in an hour, which I have that set up too, just, you know, just in case to sure. fail safe. But, yeah. you know, bing, bing, you got a gig in an hour. So I got to, oh my God. So I got to get in my car. I'm... I mean, I'll get started on time, but I'm just like, I'm flustered. And I didn't think I had a double today, but now I do. And I don't even like that much. You know, not anymore. My schedule's a lot more regular now, but this is something that can happen to you. Yes. So check your calendar the evening before. And obviously when you wake up, open it, 
take a look at it, see what your day ahead of you looks like too, just to kind of remind yourself and get the exact times in your head, figure out what you're doing. And then you can zoom this out a little bit and do this on a weekly scale too. At the end of your weekend, you know, for me, I'd, oh, I'm going to interrupt myself real quick while we're interrupting. Please follow, like, subscribe, right? Are we doing this? Yeah. And keep in mind, we are the Mercenary Musician Podcast. So you can get in touch with us via Peter at mercenarymethods.com. That's the parent company. Mm -hmm. And Chad at mercenarymethods.com. It's also going to be in the course notes for you. You can check us out on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Audible, Podbean, and of course, Apple Podcasts. Oh man, that's so fun. We got some reviews on Apple Podcasts, by the way. I'm pretty stoked about it. We got five five star reviews. Thank you guys so much for that, by the way. Those, my understanding is those really help. So if you like this, please do that and follow us and uh, like us and tell your friends about us. And And know that we are forever grateful for that. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's really awesome that anybody's listening to this. I can't believe it. Just two dudes. Um, I mean, I can believe it because I know we got the goods, but it's just really cool. Um, okay, so I totally, <laughs> I promise we'll get better at making that little announcement less clunky in the, right in the middle of something, yeah. but we're working on it. Yeah. Okay, so I, <laughs> I, I just, I love the podcasting Just thing. like it's time fun. management, it's, 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 you <laughs> it's know, a work in progress. it's a work in progress. Uh, okay, so you're checking your calendar the night before, you're waking up, you're looking at your calendar in the morning, just to see what you're about to do for the day. Now you can zoom out a little bit, look at your calendar at the end of your weekend, like for my weekend is Monday through Wednesday, I'll look on Wednesday and I'll see what Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday look like. I know what sun- Saturday and Sunday pretty much look like every week. Certainly Sunday is the same two gigs every single week. Mm-hmm. Those are just like every single week, same two. So I know what Sunday looks like, but I'm looking at Thursday, Friday, Saturday. What does this look like? I'm checking Wednesday to see if I sometimes, if I know that I've booked a Wednesday somewhere in the next couple of months, I'll be checking my Wednesday to make sure it's not going to sneak up on me. Right. It's tomorrow, by the way, everybody, because I checked my calendar Every week. And yeah. I looked at it and I said, oh, this is that week that I have a Wednesday booked. Don't forget about that. So check your calendar. Zoom out a little bit. Check it on a weekly basis. Check it, check it on a monthly basis. Look at what your month looks like. See if you have weird holes in your schedule sometimes. You know, for me, my Saturday nights are not a weekly gig. So sometimes for some weird reason, a Saturday night just won't be booked. And that can be okay. Maybe I won't try to book it or maybe I will. Maybe I'll reach out to some of my customers and say, hey, you know, I've got a weird hole in my schedule. You got a, you got a space for me, mm-hmm. yeah. or or maybe not. I will also deliberately try to schedule off one of my Thursdays, so that I can have a four day weekend once a month or so. And I used to when we were allowed, I used to go traveling during those days. Yeah, yeah. You had mentioned that um, you had befriended another musician recently, and he was taking some of your gigs. Would it not be a bad idea, perhaps, if you have an open Saturday, to contact them, say, hey, you want a day off? You got a gig? That's a good idea. Yeah, that has worked before for me as well. A lot of times musicians are, are doing what I did and they're overworking themselves. You know? Well, and in this field, you're playing on the weekends, which are generally when people go out and have a good time. So that's when things are happening. So yeah. it might be nice to have a, a weekend or a week weekend day off sure, to go out and do something with your friends that are off that weekend. Yeah. Yep. That's a good idea. The more in advance you can do that, the better. So that's another case for... Zooming out and looking at your monthly schedule in advance. If you can get four or five weeks out in advance and see, oh, there's a hole here, you have a lot better shot at getting a, another local musician who's like, oh, yeah, there's a concert that day in St. Pete. I'd love, I'd love to go to that. Yeah, you can take this gig for yep. me. Thanks. So, yes, review your calendar. This turned out to be a good episode. It was a great episode. Yeah. 
Cool. All right. All right. We're switching the time a little bit. We were kind of doing an hour, and now we're trying to do 30 to 40 minutes here. So let us know what you think of that. That was some of the feedback we got in the first few episodes was a little bit long. So we're going to try to try to clip them down for you and keep them, keep them you know, good. Yes. We're trying, to, we're trying to please you folks. So keep in touch with us. Let us know what's going on out there. Follow, like, subscribe. It's the Mercenary Musician Podcast on all those platforms. If you're on a platform and you're just hearing this somewhere that you're uncomfortable hearing it, you want it somewhere else, let us know that too. We'll see if we can get onto the platform of your choice. What else? I believe that's it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this is the Mercenary Musician Podcast with your host, Peter and Chad. Thank you, guys. Cheers. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate you. Follow us on all the stuff. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Audible. Check out our Instagram, The Mercenary Musician. Sorry, Chad's trying to spell things out to me. Just just say it. <laughs> Book of Face. Oh, yeah. Facebook, yeah. So, you know, follow us everywhere. Tell your friends about us. Don't forget to rate us, review us. Five stars, please. If you hate it, just keep that stupid opinion to yourself. We got some good reviews on there. It's really exciting. Thank you guys so much. If you were the writers of those reviews, we really appreciate that. Stick around. We got another thing coming up next week.